probably know by now I was one who wanted to fly I wanted to ride on that arrow of fire Right up into heaven And I wanted to go for every man Every child, every mother of children I wanted to carry the dreams of all people Right up to the stars I find that answer there. Maybe I would find the song, giving a voice to all of the hearts that cannot be heard. And for all of the ones who live in fear, and all of those who stand apart, my being there would bring us step closer together. Bye.
Federal Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. St. Louis, at all points, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you on this Wednesday morning, right here in the Monster Energy Drink Window World, stl-cars.com, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. We're glad you're with us this morning. Don't forget our sports show will be on here at noon, central time, the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court Sports Show. But this morning is our current event show where you get uh, the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. Can you ask for more? If you do ask for more, you won't get it. You can't ask for more. That's all there is. Sadly, just about every show you listen to in this country falls well short of that standard. But we don't. So we're okay. We pass the test. And that's why we know that the best way to start our day is to grab ourselves a can of that wonderful monster energy drink, give ourselves the boost or the push or the focus that we need for today's big meetings or big round of golf in the heat, that punch of energy that can only come from monster energy drink, where it's not just a drink, but it's a lifestyle in a can. And they back the scenes, the different bands, the athletes. They celebrate their singers. They're rockers, they're racers. Ice Cube was uh, doing a tour of his neighborhood with Tucker Carlson on Tucker Carlson's latest online episode, and our director of research sent it to us. And what is Ice Cube wearing but a Monster Energy hat? Because he's smart. It's the most badass energy drink on the planet. Unleash the beast in you with Monster Energy drink today. Don't wait. Don't wait. So the Cardinals lost last night to the Diamondbacks. We'll get into that at noon today, so you want to get our take on that. We're also going to visit at noon, taking a look back 40 years ago on Monday was the pine tar incident. And we'll hear George Brett's thoughts 40 years later. Some of them are really funny. You'll also hear from Sarah Lampy. She was running for lieutenant governor in the state of Missouri when the Penn State uh, child pedophile scandal hit. And uh, I had her on the show because she made very disparaging marks regarding Joe Paterno and Gary Pinkle at the time, the Missouri football coach. 
uh, she wished afterwards that she hadn't come on the show. I promise you that. And you'll, I think, enjoy the listen. It got, um, it got me to know a lot of people at Penn State because uh, Franco Harris's wife heard the interview, put it on the Penn State chat boards, and all of a sudden I was welcome in every home of every Penn State alum around the world. <laughs> it's funny how quickly that kind of thing spreads. I'll tell some stories about it at noon today, so tune in then. But uh, I don't know if you paid attention yesterday to all, because there's so much going on in Biden world that it's hard to follow everything. And then you have to factor in how many times they try to distract you through the course of the day so that you're not really paying attention to what's really important. For instance, while the Biden camp and their house of cards was crumbling yesterday, they were trying to distract you with more racist talk, telling us that our country's hopelessly racist and that we've got such a long way to go and believe it or not, disgustingly and despicably using the murder the murder of Emmett Till some 70 years ago to race bait and get more black votes. I'm telling you, if I were a black member of the community, I would be so pissed off at this guy. How you cannot detest Biden if you're black is beyond me. You're really a stooge if you're if you're if you're a black person and you support somebody like Biden. He hates you. He uses you. Then when he's done using you, he wraps you up and throws you away. He couldn't care less about black people except to get their votes. And he'd sell his soul for your vote. He'd use any black person's death to gain more votes. And to race bait and divide a country along racial lines as only he knows how. Well, I shouldn't say only him. Obama, Clinton, all of them, all the liberals know how to use race. They think they're the party of the black community. They once were. They still are if you go by majority, but the black community is awakening. I'm hopeful the black community catches up to the Hispanic community at some point here soon because the Hispanics are waking up in greater numbers. So far, the black community is a little slow in cutting the ties with a party that has done nothing but kept them under their thumb for five decades. Every policy the Democrats have put into place, with the exception of the voting rights bill, but that was spurred by Martin Luther King Jr., so let's give credit where credit's due. That wasn't Lyndon Johnson. That was Johnson being dragged screaming and kicking into allowing blacks to get that civil rights bill passed, and that was Martin Luther King Jr.'s deal, not Lyndon Johnson. But other than that, 50 years of a wasteland for the black community thanks to Democrat policies. And then when someone like Donald Trump comes along and does one thing after another for the black community, it either A, goes unnoticed, B, gets covered up and hidden by the liberal media, or C, somehow they lie about it and still call Trump a racist. Of course, he was never a racist before he ran for office. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson were licking his boot heels. But now he's a racist. It's laughable, the so-called leadership in the black community. It isn't leadership. It's opportunism. That's all it is. They are shakedown artists like you can't believe. They shake down their own black community. So we're going to get into that a little bit later on as to how Biden tried to distract us all from the day's news. And the day's news wasn't good. 
The Republican House leadership had submitted an amicus curiae brief to the court that was going to sentence Hunter Biden this morning, whether to accept the absurd plea deal that he was able to get with one of his dad's buddies in the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office, and you'll hear about that too this morning, or will the judge throw the plea deal out based on the evidence of the whistleblowers from the IRS testifying in Congress that there were there was definitely political interference in this investigation. They were not allowed to go where they wanted to go. And the plea deal was arranged by a Biden crony. I thought all of that was going to lead this judge, even though she's a Democrat, I still thought all of this might lead her to say, hold on a second. <laughs> we got to take a look at this a little bit deeper. I'm not going to just bless this and rubber stamp this plea deal. Her name is Judge Mary Ellen Norieka. I think I've got that pronounced correctly. I may not. It's highly probable I, I butchered it. It's highly, it's highly probable that I Joe Bidened it. But I apologize to the judge if I did. But it's going to be interesting to see where this all shakes out. Now, if I were the judge, now she was actually appointed by President Trump, which shows you that Trump will appoint Democrats and Republicans. But nonetheless, she's under enormous pressure this morning. Enormous pressure. What is she going to do? If she goes by the law and if she goes by her own legal instincts, which I'm sure are pretty good at this point, she sees what's going on here. So based on what I just told you, she should not accept that plea deal under any circumstances. But let's throw in something else that happened yesterday afternoon. The House Republicans had submitted that amicus curiae brief with the witness testimony from the whistleblowers for the judge's consideration. All right, that was strong enough. That alone should make the judge say, hold on here. However, after that was submitted, one of Hunter Biden's lawyers, now this is almost out of a movie, so follow along here if you haven't heard about this, because it's almost impossible to believe, except that it happened. One of Hunter Biden's attorneys contacted the clerk of this judge, posing as a Republican attorney, a House of Representatives Republican attorney, and claimed that the submission of the amicus curiae brief was a mistake and that they wanted to withdraw it, that it shouldn't have any bearing on the sentencing. The judge discovered that this attorney was posing as a Republican House of Representatives attorney and went ballistic ordering Biden's legal team, Hunter Biden's legal team, to explain themselves by 9 o'clock last night, Eastern time, 8 o'clock our time. You know what their explanation was? They don't know how this misunderstanding took place. But that's what it is. It's just a misunderstanding. Now, the judge will comment on that this morning at the sentencing hearing, but I can't imagine... Any judge who buys that load of bullshit, and that's all it is, it's a load of bullshit. 
all it's ever been with these people. Total and complete bullshit. Who, who in their right mind would believe any of that? I mean, truthfully, think about that. <laughs> I don't think this judge is going to buy it, not for one second. I hope not. I think what the judge will most likely do is say, you know what, we're going to hold off on this sentencing. I need at least a few more weeks to consider all of this testimony and then decide on the sanctions for the lawyers in the Hunter Biden camp. Now, here's what should happen. I don't believe the judge will go this far, but this is what should happen. There has never been a more blatant and obvious case to which the only resolution is disbarment. Every single lawyer at that highly prestigious law firm that took part in this should be disbarred. Should never practice law again as long as they live. They are hopelessly corrupt. But here's the other part of it. They're brazenly arrogant. They believe they can do this and get away with it because they know they have liberal media cover and, for the most part, liberal judicial cover. And that's why they do it. It is bold. It is arrogant. It is despicable, unethical. It lacks character. Everything about these people is the scum of the earth. And now we'll see what the judge decides. I know what Chris Swecker would say if he were presiding over this case. He's a former assistant director of the FBI. Have you ever read a Grisham novel, Chris Swecker? It's starting to read like a Grisham novel, isn't it? Uh, Apparently his attorneys have about the same ethics standards as he does. I I think this is a clear case for disbarment of the attorney. If if the judge lets him off on this, it just falls in line with everything, everything else that's been happening in the Hunter Biden case, but this is egregious. Yeah, this this can't stand. No, it can, and from what we're hearing, it's actually a female member of the attorney, the legal staff of Hunter Biden, who did this. It can't stand. That is disbarment. Now, if you're going to be a judge, have the balls to say, I know this is a strict punishment, but it's deserving. If you don't disbar somebody for this, what kind of behavior would you disbar them for? This is the most egregious thing I've ever seen in my life on the part of an attorney. And Chris Wecker is 100% correct. It appears as if Hunter Hunter Biden's attorneys have the same ethical code that he has, the same moral code that he has, the same code that all of the Bidens have, and that includes Dr. Jill one of the most despicable women in our nation's history. She sickens me every time I think about her, and I try not to think about her. Chris Wecker, would you be surprised if the judge did not sentence today? Yeah, I would not be surprised at all if the judge put off the sentencing. In fact, I I think the odds are that that we won't see a sentencing. They obviously, the, the Hunter team obviously feared what was going to go in front of the judge in terms of the whistleblower information to the point where they were willing to do what they did. So, you know, that, that means that she, that they had reason to believe she would take it into consideration. So I, I think that the, this case is changing every day. You know, it, we're now to the point where I think it's a mountain of evidence against not just Hunter, but Joe as well. And now this. Yeah, now this. And this is no small thing. And he's right. He's 100% right. There's a mountain of evidence 
Although the liberals will tell you, the reporters, quote-unquote, their media hacks, their liberal politicians, that there's no evidence. <laughs> Another example, if, if you continue to say something, sooner or later they'll believe it. Just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. And I don't even think Democrats or liberals believe this, but they'll still lie about it. And Chris Wecker's so correct in looking at this case the way he's looking at it. The evidence is outrageous. It's overwhelming. It's against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the rest of the Biden family that accepted payments. This judge should not accept that plea deal. Not today, not next week, not next month, not next year. If the judge accepts it, the corruption of the judicial system will be continuing, ongoing. Chris Wecker, as a former assistant director of the FBI, how embarrassed are you by the FBI's lack of investigation? I mean, I never thought I would see the day when Congress could out-investigate the FBI. And they're, they're better than that. And I, and I think this is a question of DOJ influence, U.S. attorney influence. They sent the case right into the heart of the Biden. I mean, I never thought I would see the day when Congress could out-investigate the FBI. And they're, they're better than that. And I, and I think this is a question of DOJ influence, U.S. attorney influence. They sent the case right into the heart of the Biden machine in Delaware where they knew it was going to go to die. And, you know, the FBI has been controlled and restrained by the Department of Justice. And that, that they should be exercising independence. They, the director of the FBI, should be exercising independence and not lay down. I mean, th- there's the thing I call discretionary effort. In the Trump cases... They put an all-out effort. In the Biden case, they laid down. And, I, you know, this is not the FBI that I know. My apologies for restarting that clip, but Chris Wecker really lays it out there, doesn't he? He never thought he'd see the day when Congress would out-investigate the FBI. And this is not the FBI that he knows. Of course it's not. It's not the FBI that we grew up respecting. It's not the FBI that we grew up hoping against hope that they would get the bad guys, not the good guys. And when he says they sent it right into the heart of the lion in Delaware to have Hunter Biden get his sweetheart plea deal, let me tell you how bad it is. This is how deep the corruption of the Biden family influence goes. The assistant U.S. attorney involved in the Hunter Biden tax case, the assistant to this Weiss fellow, is a guy by the name of Alexander Mackler. Now, what does Alexander Mackler do exactly? Well, in order to get where he is, and he's fairly young, he served as the press secretary for Senator Joe Biden, then Senator Joe Biden. He was then the legal counsel for Vice President Biden. He was the campaign manager for Bo Biden's attorney general race in Delaware. Then he became a staffer in the Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss's uh, office, which is where he is now. But he also served on the transition team for Biden-Harris 2020, And let's go even one step further. He created the Department of Justice's blueprint under Biden. This is the guy that was assigned to work on Hunter Biden's tax evasion case. (laughs) It's hard to even believe that. 
But in addition, according to the Washington Examiner, Mackler also appeared to have a close personal relationship with Hunter. In emails found on Hunter's laptop, Mackler corresponded frequently with Hunter Biden and his business associates and even referred to Hunter fondly as a brother in 2018, October of 2018. They're brothers. Now, that's where the judge ought to step in and say, you know what, this stinks to high heaven. The judge issued a statement after the Biden attorney called the uh, clerk's office posing as the House Republican attorney. It appears the caller misrepresented her identity and who she worked for in an attempt to improperly convince the clerk's office to remove the amicus materials from the docket. Therefore, it's hereby ordered on or before 9 p.m. today, on July 25th, 2023, counsel for defendants shall show cause as to why sanctions should not be considered for misrepresentations to the court. Sanctions be considered? Sanctions should not be considered, perhaps, you're thinking? Judge, wake up. Not sanctions, disbarment proceedings. Let's go. Be fair. Treat this attorney like you would any other attorney. I mean, this Alexander Mackler spent years working in the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office. He was there when the whistle whistleblowers said the office took up the investigation. And they find nothing wrong with this. That's quite a resume if you're working for Biden, Inc. I mean, this Biden crime family syndicate is the envy of the Sopranos. It's the envy of the Gambinos. It's the envy of the Corleones. Their tentacles go far and wide. I guess that happens when you're a political hack for over 50 years and you've never worked a real job. You end up making deals that you have no authority to make. Getting back to Chris Swecker, the former assistant director of the FBI, is there enough evidence to charge Joe Biden right now? Yeah, as as someone who headed up all FBI criminal investigations, I can tell you that we went we went to indictment on a lot less than this. I mean, there should be a parade of witnesses going into a grand jury or there should already have been a parade of witnesses going into the grand jury and, and a line around the corner. Bobolinsky, Devin Archer, the computer itself, all of the 150 banks or all the banks that, that produced over 150 suspicious activity reports. The secretaries of state of the, of the states where these these shell corporations were set up, the uh, the whistleblower, the ten uh, the whistleblowers, the ten twenty three informant who's identified himself. I could go on and on. And yes, it ties into Joe Biden. You you can tell that over the last few days, where he sat in on meetings and he clearly understood that access to him was for sale, and he and he buttressed that. By participating in phone calls and meetings and, and setting up meetings at the White or at least participating in meetings at the White House with all of these, or not all of these, but many of these questionable characters. Chris Wecker was also correct in saying that it's clear that Hunter Biden's lawyers feared this whistleblower testimony and what the judge might think of it. In other words, the judge might believe it, like any rational person would, and so it's going to kill Hunter Biden's plea deal. They were desperate. There's no question that Hunter Biden's legal team 
thought that testimony was going to kill the plea deal. Because you do not stoop that low for any reason, but certainly unless it's drastic. It's got to be the Titanic almost underwater before you'd stoop to doing that. It's incredible that they did this. When I first heard it last night, I I thought, well, we're going to hear a little bit later on that that was a mistake, that somebody got the story wrong. Typical media rushing with a story couldn't possibly be true. No lawyers that stupid, no lawyers that unethical, no lawyers that dirty, no lawyers that disgusting, no lawyers that corrupt, and yet, yes, they are. The legal profession itself is possibly just a tad higher in the public's esteem than media and than politicians. Lawyers are not highly thought of, and they shouldn't be. They've earned their disrespect. Judges have earned their disrespect. And this judge has a golden opportunity to be praised as a judge who follows the law, who listens to the evidence, or one who's nothing more than another activist just judge who's a political hack. But those are the only options for her. She's in a tough spot. She's going to be under extreme pressure from the government to rule in Hunter Biden's favor. But here's the thing. They gave her an out. They gave her an out by doing what they did, posing as a lawyer from the House of Representatives. Even if she were prone to giving the plea deal to Hunter Biden through the pressure from the government, she can now say to them, hey, I was going to accept the plea deal, but you jackasses called my clerk and pretended to be somebody you're not and lied. I have no choice. I should be disbarred if I accept this plea deal now. And I think this judge should be disbarred if she accepts the plea deal and or if she doesn't begin by recommending disbarment proceedings against these attorneys. You're supposed to be the gatekeeper, judge. Gatekeep. No question Chris Swecker's correct that there's overwhelming evidence enough to charge Biden. And why aren't these people being paraded in front of a grand jury? All of these banks who have over 150 suspicious activity charges against Hunter Biden, who have all the shell companies created, six different banks there. The whistleblowers, all of the other whistleblowers who've come forward. Hunter Biden's business associates. Why aren't they being paraded before a grand jury? Let me tell you why. There is no grand jury. Why? Merrick Garland sees to that. He's made sure of that. There won't be a grand jury. Not a chance. We hoped and thought that this court manipulation was done when Comey let Hillary Clinton off. We hoped that that would have been the end of it. It was so blatant, so obvious, so unethical, so illegal. I wouldn't be surprised at all if this judge's life has already been threatened. That wouldn't surprise me. In fact, I would expect it. She'll probably have to have round-the-clock protection. These are murderous thugs in the Biden regime. This is what they are. They will kill your career. They will kill your family life. They don't care if you're in the poorhouse. They don't care. 
And if someone they've ruined commits suicide, to me, that's murder on the part of the Biden thugs. I would love to be in that judge's shoes today because I love that kind of pressure from other people when I know what I'm going to do is right. I know this judge won't do what I would do. I would get rid of the plea sentence or the plea deal. I would say, "Uh uh-uh, we're going to have this case reinvestigated and it's going to be a clean investigation. And secondly, I'm recommending disbarment proceedings to begin immediately these judges. And if anybody from the Biden regime makes one threat toward me or my family, we will investigate them till we find them and their life will be over. And that's what she ought to say. Now, she's not going to say that. She's not going to say any of that, probably. Except maybe she won't take, she won't take the, uh, accept the plea deal. I don't think she could possibly accept the plea deal now, even if she had wanted to. Here's just a few of the litany of lies that Biden has told throughout his campaign and throughout his presidency regarding his little boy. I did not know he was on the board of that company. I've never discussed my business or their business, my sons or daughters. I never discussed a single thing with my son about anything having to do with Ukraine. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I want you to think about that for a minute. If you're a parent, if you have a son or daughter, they're in business. He didn't know that Hunter Biden was on the board of Burisma. He just said that. He didn't know. I did not know he was on the board. Don't you want to just bitch slap him, silly? You lying MFer. How, who do you think we are? Airheaded illiterates like you are? Nobody believes that bullshit. I didn't know he was on the board. Do you know what your son or daughter does for a living? I'm sure you do. If they're on a major board in a foreign country, do you think you're aware of it? He said he never has one conversation with any of his children about their business. That's interesting. So the Biden family is no family at all. If you believe him, they never talk about anything that pertains to their lives. One of the first questions I always ask my son when I talk to him or he asks me, is how's work going? I mean, that's normal. We're not strangers. We're not strange people that have these odd conversations. That's what normal people do. Because the workplace, the job of a spouse or a son or daughter is an important part of their life. I have friends' kids that I engage conversations with. And I ask them how their job is going. That's normal conversation, but not in the Biden family. They don't talk about it at all. In fact, it's so secret that Biden is unaware that his son was on the board of Burisma. Unaware. (laughs) Imagine him saying he's never had one discussion about his Ukrainian activities when Biden himself bragged on television that he, Joe Biden, got a prosecutor fired that was investigating Burisma while Hunter Biden sat on the board of Burisma. If you're to believe Biden, 
you're to believe, A, he didn't know his son was on the board. B, he's getting a prosecutor fired for what reason? Nobody's ever asked him. Now, despite all of this, of course, liberal congresswoman Madeline Dean and commentator Bakari Sellers and some other nitwit from CNN, and that's who starts it out, just can't believe anybody thinks Joe Biden's guilty of anything. Clearly, he was only getting his money because his last name was Biden. But what's been missing is that definitive link to, the to, the, to the, his father. There is no evidence of any wrongdoing by the president. Uh, and Mr. McCarthy knows that. I'm not sure where Joe Biden falls in any of this. <laughs> no evidence, says Madeline Dean. She's nuts. Now, she's a loon. There's something wrong with her. She belongs in the nut house in a straitjacket. That kind of stupidity or willingness to lie is dangerous to the American people. There isn't any question about it. Bakari, jo- uh, Bakari Sellers, you don't understand where Joe Biden fits in any of this? Really? Have you seen the text that Hunter Biden sent to a Chinese Communist Party member who had a huge company within the Communist Party? that Joe Biden is sitting with him then, and that Joe and Hunter are going to unleash all of the people they know on this guy if they're not paid immediately. Now, investigators have been able to, through technology, track where Biden was. Joe Biden at that time, he was there. Hunter and Joe were in the same house. Whistleblowers coming forward. One testifying that Joe Biden bribed different countries, including China. So, Madeline Dean, when you say there's no evidence, did you hear Chris Swecker, who's actually somebody who's important, who knows how to investigate, who knows what evidence is, not a political hack like you, that there are mountains of evidence against Joe Biden, and he should be indicted immediately. But Bakari Sellers doesn't see where Joe fits into all of this. You would have to be brain dead. The only reason you're on that network is because you're black. Because you are brain dead stupid. Either that or you're paid to lie. Which one is it? You're embarrassing the black community with your stupidity. You complete ass-kissing sycophant. Jessica Tarlov is another one. She's embarrassing the white Jewish community. Here's her take on all of this. And I say if it is all true... Lock him up, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's the only appropriate thing to do if he is a mob boss. If these are the Corleones and not the Bidens, then that's where you have to go with this. But it still hasn't been proven. And <laughs> but nobody will investigate it. That's not that true. You, have, you literally Justice have. will not investigate this. Are you kidding? You've I'm not kidding. Emails, bank have, records, everything. You know, you have tapes that we can't hear. You have informants that are Chinese spies. No, you a have a retired Ch- Navy lieutenant, Bobolinsky. Oh, okay. right, the guy right, who does the cable news interviews. Right. Oh, gee, uh, on our station. Yeah, no one problem? does interviews on CNBC or MSNBC. No, I'm... Can you believe that dumb bitch? I'm sorry, but that's what she is. She's so sickening. She is such a suck-up. Nothing she says is credible when you say something that stupid. Oh, the cable news, the guy who does cable news interviews. That disqualifies him as a witness? If that were the case, nobody would be a witness to anything. 
She sickens me, that woman. She is despicably dumb. I don't think God created her because God would never create someone that stupid. He couldn't. God doesn't make mistakes, and that woman is a mistake. She's a mistake on society. She's that stupid. Who does she think she's talking to, a pack of idiots? Good for you, Judge Janine and Jesse Waters for laughing right in her face. Laugh her, laugh right in her face. She's so insulting to any intelligent person, to anyone who can critically think for themselves, she's insulting. Judge Janine Ackery pointed out it hasn't been investigated. The FBI won't investigate. And she says, oh, yes, it has. By whom? Congress. But the House of Representatives can't press charges. So all of the law enforcement entities, the Department of Justice, the FBI, they've refused to investigate, so there will be no indictment of Joe Biden. Not while they're in. She knows that she's lying, and then she lies anyway. But that's how those people are. I might add that the FBI did interview Bobulinski, if you recall, and then they told him that they would get back to him, and they never did. That is prima facie evidence of a cover-up. The star witness volunteers to be interviewed by the FBI. They talk to him one time, and he's gone. Of course, they hid the evidence of his interview until he made it public. They weren't going to tell you. I can't stomach that woman, and that's why I play a clip from her. I want everybody to know what she's about. But she's not the only one. So we've got a black community embarrassed by this Bakari Sellers, the white Jewish community embarrassed by Jessica Tarlov, and now the Muslim community, Sahul Kapoor, who's on NBC. i never heard of this guy before in my life. He's supposedly one of their political reporters, claims there's no evidence of any wrongdoing. IRS whistleblowers who made insinuations that there was improper activity. They talk about uh, payments with foreign companies that Hunter Biden has been entangled in. Nobody has uh, provided pre- uh, you know, evidence that the president was directly involved and acted improperly as, uh, you know, it, it, as part of all of this. Where's this guy been? Nobody's made those accusations. Whistleblower after whistleblower have come forward and, and said some said they have audio tapes of conversations with Biden. We haven't heard them yet, and I'd like to hear them. But a lot of times we don't get to see or hear all of the evidence in an ongoing investigation. Haven't we heard that from Christopher Ray a thousand times? But for this guy to say that whistleblowers made insinuations, those weren't insinuations, jackass. Those were factual statements backed up by their own notes that they took at the time. It's not an insinuation when you say that the lead investigator in this case, Weiss, told all of these investigators that he was being blocked to indict Hunter Biden in two different jurisdictions. In addition, when they got close to the president, as they followed the evidence, they were stopped. Why? Because they were told by the superiors that the optics didn't look good. Those aren't insinuations, Buster. We call that evidence. Just so you know. I know you're a dope. You're a liberal. You're a screwball. You have no idea what you're talking about. I get all that. But you're still an ass. 
Saul Weisenberg has lived as a special counsel in an investigation. He was the assistant. What do you think, Saul? Is there evidence of Joe Biden's corruption interfering? Uh, I want to make one point really clear. The president and his defenders keep saying he never interfered in the Hunter Biden investigation. Every time he says, I'm confident my son has done nothing wrong and he'll be cleared, he interferes. When he came and gave a social call to the Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office when his son was being investigated, that's interference. When his two hand-picked political U.S. attorneys, one in Washington, D.C. and one in Los Angeles, turned down uh, David Weiss and said, we're not going to let you prosecute Hunter Biden in our district, that's political interference. That's political interference. (laughs) But there's no evidence of it anywhere. Keep in mind, and I want to pound this home because I don't think many people know it. We've said it on the show before, but this is the way the law reads. Joe Biden doesn't have to have gotten a penny off of his influence peddling, even though we know he has. He's collected millions. But all he has to do to be guilty is to confer that benefit on a family member. And we know that's true. So when they keep saying there's no evidence Joe Biden did anything, they're acting as though there's going to be some hidden camera, like candid camera, that caught Joe Biden accepting an envelope full of cash. Even dumbass Biden is too smart to do that. But you don't need that. You don't need anything anywhere close to that. The evidence is overwhelming that Joe Biden is the most corrupt politician in our history that's been caught. There might be someone more corrupt than him, but they haven't been caught yet. But he's been caught. And then we have Hunter Biden's artwork purchaser. Who does she end up being? One of Big Joe's appointments. One of Big Joe's donors. One of his largest donors. And then another guy who was also a huge donor who just happened to be somebody who was involved in Hunter Biden's tax investigation. Did you know that? Jen Psaki, if you remember, said that Hunter didn't even know who the identity of his art purchasers were. We don't. We won't know who the buyers are. Uh, Hunter Biden won't know who the buyers are, so there's no scenario where they could provide influence. I know this is your favorite topic, um, but... Again, it still is the purview of the gallerist, and the president remains proud of his son. (laughs) Hunter Biden has no way of knowing who the uh, buyers were. And they both turn out to be huge donors to Joe Biden. But they have no idea who they were. Stephen Miller, you buy any of this bullshit? One of them is also apparently the same person who made Hunter's tax bill just magically disappear, just magically go away. Wouldn't it be nice to have friends who can just make $2 million and your taxes go away and buy your tremendously awful artwork at 100 times market value? It's doodling. It's not even artwork. It's just doodling. It's little Hunter with his coloring book out. Charlie Hurt Is the desperation of the Democrats reaching DEFCON 1? But what I think it reveals is, I think that what we're seeing right now is the the corrupt Biden's House of Cards is coming down. Uh, The House Republicans have, have sort of got their number, have it all figured out. 
and they're sharing it with uh, with with, with uh, the courts, and this is causing them to completely freak out. The Bidens have never been confronted anywhere for what they for their corruption, and for the first time they are, and this is what they resort to. And I gotta say, it is. I mean, it's kind of funny. It's it's like something that you would do at the frat house right. at three o'clock in the morning. But these are these are actual lawyers, and I love the explanation that that uh, the Biden lawyers say. They say, "Oh no, it was the judge's clerk that made this decision." <laughs> That's my favorite. The judge's clerk made a decision to pretend that the Joe B- or Hunter Biden legal team called her and told her to take the whistleblower testimony out of the hearing. Aha. Now, as convoluted lies go, that's a, that's a whopper, right? I mean, that is a whopper. But that doesn't stop Democrats. They don't care. And while all this is going on yesterday, as I said at the top of the show, you always have Joe Biden and his corrupt crime syndicate trying to distract all of us from the real important news of the day. So the important news of the day yesterday was clearly the news on these investigations as well as the Hunter Biden legal team posing like some underworld spy as the attorney for the House Republicans calling a a district judge's law clerk and wanting them to remove evidence. I mean, I've never heard anything like this, to be honest with you. Never. There's been a lot of corruption from attorneys through the years, whether it's in Washington or anywhere else. But it's unconscionable when you hear one posing as a lawyer for the other side. I've never heard of it. Such is the level of their desperation. They knew, Chris Swecker's correct, they knew that this judge was going to be affected by that testimony from the whistleblowers. They knew it. It's not as though the judge wasn't aware of it. Anyone paying attention would have been aware of it when these guys testified last week. So what did Biden do to distract you yesterday? He decided to use the death of Emmett Till, civil rights worker from the 60s, as his distraction tool. So what would you do if you're, if you're Joe Biden? What have you always done? You stir race. That's what you do. You go back to 1955. Actually, I said the 60s, but it was actually 1955 when Emmett Till was kidnapped and tortured and lynched down in Mississippi when he was 14 years old. What was his accusation? According to the Klan, he offended a white woman in her family's grocery store. Now, what was the offense? He looked at her. Such were the despicable members of the Ku Klux Klan. But by the way, do you know who started the Klan? You guessed it, Democrats. But as as heinous as this death was, it occurred in 1955. That's 68 years ago. So we're going to relive what happened 68 years ago so that Biden can spew more racial hatred and so that he can stir up the black community to vote for him. I'll honor Emmett Till. I'm desperate for votes in the black community. I could have honored Emmett Till when Obama was president. I could have pushed for it then. 
I mean, they claim that Obama was the first black president, even though he wasn't. But they could have made the case then and sh- and try to heap shame on all the previous white presidents who didn't do it. But they didn't. They didn't do it in the first two and a half years of Biden's presidency. They choose now to do it because what better time to use the death of Emmett Till than when you're desperate for votes, when your criminal syndicate is collapsing, and when you must distract the, the citizenry from all of your corrupt behavior and your antics. It all adds up. So Biden faked his outrage at a murder that occurred 68 effing years ago. I don't care who died 68 years ago. Unless it was your own child, you couldn't possibly be worked into a rage over it. You might hate that it happened. You might hate that there were bigots like that, but there are bigots like that today, black and white. But it happened 68 years ago. Get the F over it. I'm not talking to the Till family. I'm talking to Biden. You know, uh, when I was preparing these remarks, I, uh, I quite frankly, and my colleagues will understand this, I found myself trying to temper my anger as I was writing it. I'm not joking. I can't fathom. I can't fathom what it must have been like. It's hard to believe I was 12 years old. And uh, I just, you know, I know no matter how much time has passed, how many birthdays, how many events, how many anniversaries, uh, it's hard to relive this. Brings it all back. We were talking about Rev as if it happened yesterday. The images in your head, things you remember. The only thing in your head is empty space. But I wonder if Biden would make the same comment about a white police officer over in Illinois who served a warrant at a crack house and was shot in the face and murdered by two black thugs. Do you think that white family felt the same indignity and horror and grief as Emmett Till's family? You bet your ass they did. Do you think there are other black kids, other black people? How about the the bombing at the uh, Baptist Church in Birmingham? I think it was Birmingham. Might have been Mobile. Do you think those families felt the same? Why Emmett Till? Why does Emmett Till deserve any more than other people? He doesn't. But his case got a lot of publicity, and so Biden wants to use it. But he can't, it's as though no white person has ever suffered a heinous murder at the hands of a black person. It's unbelievable. This guy is such a fucking race baiter. He's sickening. And shame on the Till family and shame on all the black community that buys this BS. What's wrong with you? Why wouldn't the Till family say to him, go F yourself. You're not using us. That's all he's doing. He couldn't care less about your kid. It's still in my memory. His memory. What memory? And of course, Biden has to keep repeating, it's hard to fathom, hard to fathom. I'm not joking. Again, when this guy continues to say he's not joking, means he is. He's not telling the truth. No one suggested you were joking. If you were truly sincere, 
about your anger over Emmett Till from 68 years ago, if you were truly sincere about that, you wouldn't have to add to the qualifier, I'm not joking. Only when you think that others believe you to be joking would you say that. I can't imagine anybody in that room thought he was joking. But he always has to repeat something. It's usually because he has no idea what he's going to say next. But he just can't fathom it. Had to temper his anger as he was writing his remarks. You weren't writing anything. You haven't written anything in a decade. And he had to point out, of course, that Emmett Till wasn't just murdered. To see the child that had been maimed in a country and the world saw, saw, not just heard the story of Emmett Till and his mother as a story of a family's promise and loss and the nation's reckoning with hate, violence, racism, overwhelming abuse of power, brutality. It's hard to fathom. Hard to fathom this even in war for me. It's hard to fathom. Is it hard to fathom? Did you get that message? It's hard to fathom. Even in war. It is? It's hard to fathom in war? As George C. Scott said in the opening scene of Patton, Patton spoke to his soldiers and and said, if you have any doubts about what you'll do in a situation, because the fear of war is real when you're out there, when you see a pile of goo that five minutes earlier was your best friend's face, you'll know what to do. So when you say it's hard to fathom, that's because you haven't been near a war. You don't care to ask soldiers what it was like. You only care to cater to one black murder 68 years ago so that you can use it to try to distract people from your corrupt behavior and to gain black votes. That's it. Can anybody see through this? Now, no one on national television is going to say it because they're afraid of the cancel culture. Oh, my God, they'll be called a racist. The racist is Biden. It's clear. If he can fathom it. I'm not sure he can fathom it. And, of course, Biden had to talk about Emmett Till's mom deciding to leave the casket open so people could see what they did to her son. And it made Biden think of his son, Bo. Insisting on an open casket casket for her murdered and, I might add, maimed and mutilated son. Fourteen years old. Fourteen years old. She said, let the people see what I've seen. Let the people see what I have seen. My God. All of us have lost children in other ways. How hard it is even to close the casket or keep it open or what a debate it is. But to see the child that had been maimed in the country and the world saw. Maimed and mutilated. Maimed, in case you didn't hear him the first time. This country had to have the reckoning with hate. 68 years ago. 68. I might add, maimed and mutilated. My God. 
those of us who've lost a son in other ways had to wrestle with the idea whether to leave the casket open. You did? Your son died of a brain tumor, brain cancer. He wasn't mutilated or beaten or shot or anything. He died of brain cancer. That's tragic. But you had to wrestle with whether to leave the casket open? Are you comparing it again to Emmett Till's mother's decision? You loser, you absolute lunatic, you despicable human being. This guy's sickening. It's just incredible. But of course that's what he's doing. What else would he be doing? (laughs) I wonder if hate that Biden loves to talk about, racial hate, can it ever go away when someone like you continues to bring it up? Hate never goes away. It just hides. It hides under the rocks. And give them a little bit of oxygen by bad people. It comes roaring out again. It's up to all of us to deal with that. Up to all of us to stop it. Up to all of us. The best way to do this is the truth. It's used in a different context, but I think it applies here. Silence is complicity. I will not be silent, nor will you be silent about what happened. Who's silent about what happened? It happened 68 years ago, you ass. Has anyone denied that it happened? I I didn't notice. Has has anyone said, hey, what did you think of that Emmett Till murder 68 years ago? And the other person was just silent. They couldn't respond because they're complicit. Silence is complicity. He started to yell there, I guess, on the teleprompter. and said, yell here. I'm surprised he didn't just read, yell here. He's been known to do that. And neither will you. We are not going to deny what happened. Wow. Let's race bait. This is the the depths of race baiting. You can't get any lower or more despicable than this guy. You really can't. And, of course, while he was claiming to be there to honor Emmett Till from 68 years ago, He wanted to make sure that white people need to know and black people need to know, especially black people that are out there thinking of who to vote for. Hey, Whitey wants to ban books. At a time when there are those who seek to ban books, bury history, we're making it clear, crystal, crystal clear. While darkness and denialism can hide much, they erase nothing. You can hide, but they erase nothing. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know. We have to learn what we should know. We should know about our country. We should know everything, the good, the bad, the truth, of who we are as a nation. That's what great nations do. And we are a great nation. That's what they do. For only with truth comes healing, justice, repair, and another step forward. We're forming a more perfect union. We've got a hell of a long way to go. <laughs> this country sucks. America's great. we got a hell of a long way to go. We're not telling the truth. We're lying. You sound like a, a psychopath, but of course that's what you are. You, you start to wonder, is he drunk? 
Darkness and denialism. I love the liberals' isms, don't you? What about ism? Denialism. How about insanityism? That's what you represent. Lunaticism. Screwballism. Assheadism. That's Biden, all wrapped into one. He continues to act as though someone's been lying. Someone's been hiding the death of Emmett Till for 68 years. My God, the truth must come out. Let the truth ring free, says Biden. Emmett Till was murdered by Klansmen. Wow, you're kidding me. I never heard about that in school. He wants you to believe that you never did hear about that in school. Of course, if you didn't, you were absent that day or you weren't paying attention. Now, there were many days I wasn't paying attention in school. I was looking out the window daydreaming, as most students do. But I still didn't miss that. And he knows it. He knows that. He knows that everyone's aware of what happened 68 years ago. And it didn't just happen to Emmett Till. It happened to a lot of people. Now, according to Biden, this country sucks because we're racist. We are racist to the core. And we haven't made any progress. Ida B. Wells once said, quote, the way to right wrongs is to turn the light of truth upon them. The way to right wrongs is to shine the light of truth on them. Well, that's our charge today. By the way, do you ever think we'd be talking about banning books in America? Banning history? I'm serious. The Till family, to all of you here today, I thank you for your courage, for never giving up. Never, never giving up. Before I say what's more is on my mind, oh, I mean, it's just barbaric. Barbaric what happened. And seriously, all you moms out there, imagine the courage it took to say, let them see. The courage. I know I'm considered too much of an optimist, but I believe if we keep pushing, we're going to continue to make progress. We're going to continue to make progress. And we're just getting started. (laughs) Do you want to punch that guy? I mean, honestly, come on. Do you? Tell the truth. It's okay. I'm not saying you're going to go punch him, but you sure want to. Just want to stick your fist right down his throat, that bullshitting liar. By the way, nothing against the Till family, but what courage did it take? He said, the courage they never gave up. Never gave up for on what? To find an asshat bigot like you in the White House who will talk about this 68 years later? You know, a lot of times families don't want a trial for a vicious killer of one of their siblings or their children because they don't want to relive it in court. And yet in Biden's case, he's trying to relive every detail for the Till family, maimed and tortured. Can you imagine the courage? The courage. For a minute, I thought he was talking about the cowardly lion. Can you imagine the courage? He kept repeating it, of course. Barbaric. Barbaric what happened 68 years ago. 
What happened on the battlefield in 1776? Any barbarism take place there? You want to mention that? Any barbarism from the English to our soldiers? Any barbarism that the Indians showed to white cavalrymen when they scalped them while still alive? Any barbarism involved there? Any barbarism involved when the Indians cut the guts out of people while still alive? Mr. Barbaric. We're only getting started. What an ass. That might be the most despicable, reprehensible day of his life. Remember, Mr. Book Banner, you led the charge to ban To Kill a Mockingbird. You did. That book was about bigotry in the South. Back in the time period of Emmett Till. It shed light on bigoted white people, you jackass. And told a moving story that everyone, every probably everyone that's ever gone to school has read To Kill a Mockingbird, certainly has seen the movie. But you banned it. You and your criminals banned it. No conservative, not one, has banned any book anywhere. And yet he continues to tell that lie. Here he is trying to honor someone who died 68 years ago. And in so doing, he has to make it, of course, political. Can you believe we're here talking about banning books? Well, who was there to talk about banning books? Only you. You asshat bigot. And then we were treated yesterday again to the dumbest woman on television, Nicole Wallace. By the way, did you know she used to work at The View? That's where she cut her uh, teeth before she went to MSNBC. (laughs) The View was her training ground. She's on with Al Sharpton, and they couldn't help each other. They were fawning over Biden's comments about Emmett Till. But I love how Nicole Wallace refers to Sharpton as Rev. Rev, talk about all of the ties that the president, I think, pretty powerfully made to today's times, to this assault on what we can see with our own eyes and hear with our own ears. When we look at while the president and vice president stood there today with the survivor of the Till family talking at that very moment in Florida, You have a state board of education that is saying that we are going to change how black history is taught. You have a governor who has said that we don't need to say anything that makes others uncomfortable when it comes to blacks or, for that matter, LGBTQ and others. So you have the contrast of America. You have a president saying, no, we shouldn't forget. We have a governor who's running for president saying we should erase. <laughs> How many lies did you count in that one? The, the race baiter himself speaks. And of course that enabling wench, Nicole Wallace, she's disgusting. You dumbass. But how about that liar Sharpton? Ron DeSantis has never said any such thing. That task force that came up with curriculum in Florida is made up of black historical scholars. Now, I guess Sharpton doesn't want to recognize them. Neither does Nicole Wallace, neither does Biden. 
Those are black scholars who studied black history and what took place in the days of slavery. And it's their curriculum that they've written. You know why? Because they don't lie. No one's erasing anything. I'd like to erase Al Sharpton from the television airwaves. I'd like to erase Nicole Wallace. But nobody can other than the people that hire them. But they lie. They just. This is why we have a portion of this country that believes all of this nonsense. Now, you're pretty stupid if you believe it. I don't care how often you've heard it. At some point, your mind has to take over and say, this sounds like a bunch of crap. And it is, of course. But they want you to believe that we live in the most bigoted, racist country on earth right now. Not, it has nothing to do with the past. It has to do with right now. Right now, this is the most bigoted, racist country on earth, according to Biden, Harris, Sharpton, Wallace, all of them. We're all bigots. The poor downtrodden black man. Preach some of your vile racist hatred for us, will you, Rev? We have got to not doctor up, fix up, cover up. We need to open up and see who we are so we can get better. It is not to make people hate. It is not even to make them uncomfortable. It's for them to realize where we are so we can get to where we need to go. To realize where we are. More more bigotry. Because we're all bigots. We need to realize, we white people need to realize that we're just bigots. We're all racists. But we need to see who we are before we can get to where we need to be, according to Reverend Al. Rev. I see where you are, where you've always been. You're a race-baiting shakedown artist. That's all you've ever been. You try to capitalize on the deaths, sometimes tragic, of black people. Other times, they cause their own death, and you still try to capitalize on that. That's what you do. We know what you do. We know who you are. You've made it crystal clear. Crystal, 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 as Biden says. So we know who you are. And we know who Biden is. And we know who all of these liberals are. They're race baiters supreme. And yet, out of one side of their mouth, they claim that Ron DeSantis is trying to erase black history when he's not, when he has nothing to do with it. It's a bunch of black legal historical scholars who've come up and designed the curriculum. So if you want to talk about someone erasing something, I guess it's them. Of course, they would mock you and laugh at you. There's so much there, there's so much intellectual superiority on their part to Al Sharpton. But then again, I'm not really complimenting those folks, and I apologize. They're much smarter than that. But Biden and his bigot crew are demonizing black legal scholars. It's not Ron DeSantis. It's not Donald Trump. It's not even you or me. It's a group of black legal scholars. I'll bet they'd be shocked to find out that those scholars who designed that curriculum are black. They don't know because they don't care. They want to lie and make stuff up. And then Biden issued the whopper of the day. I bet you didn't think cancer had been cured. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We end cancer as we know it. We ended cancer as we know it. Well, how did you know it? 
because you didn't end anything. Tell that to people that are suffering from cancer right now. Joe Biden ended cancer as we know it. Somebody put a sock in his mouth and shut him up. He's the most disgusting representative this country's ever had. By the way, he's a poet laureate. Did you know that? Here's a reading from poet laureate Joe Biden. Richard Blanco uh, returned to a poem he wrote from the second inaugural of Barack and me. And always one moon like a silent drum tapping every rooftop and every window on every in, of every county. Countries. Let me start this over again. Seen on every rooftop and every window of one country, county. First, I'm proud to use my authority under the Antiquities Act to establish the, and I, I, I want you to know it's a big deal, the Havenaqua May. I, I'm, I'm having trouble. Thank you. I got it. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at a mentally deranged human being. But when that mentally deranged human being doesn't get that he's mentally incapacitated, his arrogance makes him insult me, his bigotry shines a light on me that I'm the bigot, sorry, I'll laugh at him, I'll mock him. If I could destroy him, I'd destroy him. And he's destroying himself, so we don't really have to do it. The House members have destroyed him. They've done a great job so far. How about him, by the way, his arrogance? The second inaugural of Barack and me. Um, It's not your inaugural. You weren't president. He was. You weren't inaugurated to anything. I think Heels Up Harris has found her calling. A race liar. Today there are those in our nation who would prefer to erase or even rewrite the ugly parts of our past. Those who attempt to teach that enslaved people benefited from slavery. Those who insult us in an attempt to gaslight us. Who try to divide our nation with unnecessary debates. Let us not be seduced into believing that somehow we will be better if we forget. (laughs) Funny she would mention the word seduce. They're trying to seduce us. Well, apparently you're easily seduced. Ask Willie Brown. Or maybe you seduced him. But there was seducing going on. She's found her calling now. Biden, by the way, yesterday complimented her because she was so passionate about her race baiting and race lying. I guess you got to be good at something. Border czar just wasn't her thing. Just didn't work out. Kids in space, that wasn't her thing as it turned out. Ron DeSantis, is she full of crap? She is trying to perpetuate a hoax, and I know they're using it to attack me because Biden's administration and Harris has been attacking me since they got in office, and they're always attacking Florida. But they're really impugning uh, the work of people like Dr. Allen, who were not involved politically. We're just trying to do a good job and produce really robust standards. That's exactly what they're doing, as I said a few minutes ago. They're impugning the work of Dr. Allen. He's a black historical legal scholar. He said this before Harris spoke yesterday. So she knew the truth. And she told that lie we just told you a few minutes ago. Here's what he had said before that. 
They have an agenda, and they only want slavery to be told from a certain perspective. Indeed, it's a wonderful irony when you think about it, that they are accusing the workforce that developed this curriculum of embracing the positive good school of slavery. That 19th century abuse, which I have refuted in my scholarship and many other people besides, these people are saying this is what's being presented in Florida. It is an absolute falsehood. Carpe diem, Dr. William Allen. You know, at the beginning of that segment, Biden said that he had to hold back his anger as he was writing his words, and his staff will tell you that, because it was barbaric what happened 68 years ago. I have to hold back my anger, and sometimes I don't do a good enough job when it comes to this guy, because he angers you. He stirs every bone in your body to anger. He is such a lying, despicable human being the most reprehensible person who's ever walked into the White House. And that includes Bill Clinton and Obama and Bush. Good grief. You can't, Pelosi has been in the White House. Schumer has been there. Dick Durbin has been there, my God. And this guy's the worst. That's quite a talent. He is reprehensible to the core, isn't he? changing gears when Tucker interviewed Mike Pence at that Republican get together a few weeks ago I happened to stumble across this the other night I forgot that Pence had claimed he had no right to overturn the 2020 election I don't know that Donald Trump ever used those words in uh, calling for him to overturn the election I remember Trump calling for him to exercise his constitutional authority, and if he believed that these votes were illegally cast, that he could overturn, or I shouldn't say overturn, reject the electoral votes. But here's what Pence said. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. I I had no right to reject or return votes that day, and Kamala Harris will have no right to overturn the election when we beat them in 2024. He has no right to overturn the election, but he does have the right to reject the votes. He's a liar. The Electoral Count Act allows for an objection to a state's vote in writing if it's signed by a member of the House and a member of the Senate. There are plenty of objections, if you recall. If there is such a request, the House and Senate meet in separate sessions to consider it. The objection is sustained only if both chambers agree to it by a simple majority vote. So he did have the authority to hear objections and then order both sides, the Senate and the House, to meet in separate sessions to consider it. He has that authority, had that authority January 6th, still have it today if he were vice president today. Harris has that authority today. Mike Pence doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, and he'll never be elected. And we can only hope that he's not. Kevin McCarthy talked yesterday about impeachment. Ben Dominich, are we headed that way? Uh, every piece of evidence that we seem to find adds to the idea uh, that, you know, Joe Biden himself personally was involved uh, in many ways in all of these different business dealings with foreign partners, including foreign adversaries of the United States, uh, that he's been dishonest to the American people about it. 
the idea that Joe Biden was calling into these meetings, that he was on the speakerphone, you know, talking to people in these meetings, what I want to know is what was he saying? What was he saying to these people? What was he promising? Yeah. What was he uh, implying would happen if they didn't do business with Hunter Biden? And unfortunately, I think for the White House, that when we do find those answers, it's going to make the prospect of impe- impeachment more likely, not less. And McCar- from McCarthy's point of view, what what else can he do? You've got an informant claiming that the Biden family had been bribed. Should you ignore that or you should investigate that? The only way you can investigate that is through an impeachment inquiry so the committee would have the power to get all the documents that they would need. Well, that's a pretty strong case for impeachment. Now, you want to be careful because you know how this will be perceived. It's okay with the media and the liberals to impeach Donald Trump twice over nothing. But if you dare impeach Biden over mountains of evidence of corrupt actions between he and his entire family, then somehow or another that's going to backfire. Think about that for a moment. There are actually Republicans calling for them not to impeach Biden for that reason, that it will hurt the Republicans in the 2024 election. If that would hurt the Republicans in the 2024 election, when you're impeaching a guy with complete rock-solid evidence, heaven help us all, right? I mean, literally, heaven, heaven help us all. Because we're doomed if that indeed is the case. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Oh, I'm well, Mr. Slayton. Good morning. <laughs> now, can Congress impeach a president for something he did before he was president? No, because he's not president. That's what I thought. So the briberies, well, there's more than enough to impeach him on five different occasions, at least minimum, while he was president. So I well, think he's engaged. With hold on, hold on. He's engaged yeah. in bribery since he's been president as well. Okay, that's what that's what, where I wasn't clear on. I didn't know that the any of this went on in the last three years. So I uh, here's why I'm not a big believer in impeachment in this particular case because it means nothing. It will never be sustained in the Senate. They'll never convict him as long as the Democrats have a majority. So d- don't even think about it. Instead of impeaching him, take the high road and say, look, we're not like those bastards. We could have impeached Biden a hundred times, but we chose not to. Because the real matter is going to come down to if a Republican gets in the White House, who are you going to appoint as attorney general? And then I say, unleash the beast. Give him a monster energy drink and let him go after Biden and his corrupt family and put every last one of those MFers in jail. That's how this should go. Screw impeachment. That's just for the cameras because nothing's going to come of it. We already know through the hearings and the more hearings to come what Biden and his cronies and his family have done. We know it. So now let's leave it to the, not the investigators, but to those prosecutors who will be in the attorney general's office if Donald Trump or a Republican is elected. Yeah. On top of that, I would I would make a list of the five things that he has done emphatically since he was president. One, inviting immigrants to come here illegally, impeachable. Two, not enforcing the border by law in the Constitution, impeachable. Third, when they were here, the order from the White House came to move them around on flights. Those flights did not have flight manifests. You have to, by law, federal law, have a flight plan and have a list 
who is on those flights because if it goes down, you need to be accountable and know who those people are and notify their next of kin. And here's what That's you do. The, here's what the, you do with regard to the election. If the, somehow the Republicans don't win the White House, let's just say they don't win the election, which is unfathomable, yeah. really. Yeah. If you don't, then you begin impeachment immediately while he's still in office. If Biden elects not to run, for instance, uh, then I would, uh, at the end of the election, if you lose, you impeach him. Because that way, at least you would put that marker on him. Okay, since the the, the Democrats are going to take over again, uh, they're not going to have an attorney general who's going to prosecute him, and he'll die before a Republican gets in. He'll be dead before the next election cycle. Yeah, I believe that. And we have to start a secession. I mean, even – they really do. If we don't win this, oh, it's yeah. corrupt. They st- they'll they steal it again. Well, Then the only answer is secession. It we we think – we think, and rightly so, that mail-in ballots and voting machines are the culprit to rigging elections. But if you read Donald Trump Jr.'s book, Triggered, and I will read the, the section tomorrow on the show, it's very clear how the, the liberals are fixing elections. And it has nothing to do with ballots or voting machines. It has everything to do with social media and the tech giants who control the elections. Yeah, they've been... They've been- Admitted, and they've been doing this illegal immigration since the late seventies, the eighties. I mean, unfortunately, even Reagan gave amnesty, and this has been the Democrats' Democrats' playbook since then: is to let in all these illegals as many as they can, and then get them amnesty, get them citizenship, and then believe they'll just they'll be on the teeth. And vote for Democrats, and it's and obviously it's been working. So it's, well, that it's really hasn't disgusting. worked. That has I don't think that's accomplished anything so far. Now the next election cycle it might because he's let millions in this time, but it hasn't so far. All right, it Matt, thank in you, Minnesota. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate it. You thank back. you, sir. Yeah, one congressional district in Minnesota, it worked for for Obama because he staffed it with all of these people from Yemen, and so you got Ilhan Omar. Boy, that worked. <laughs> There's a poll of, about against of, about Republicans. Forty five percent say that Donald Trump will be the strongest candidate against Biden. Nobody else is even close. So Republicans feel that that Trump will win the general as opposed to just the nomination. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was on a town hall forum with um, Hannity last night. It's hardly a town hall forum when none of the people in the audience get to ask any questions. But Hannity, being the egomaniac that he is, he wanted to gobble up all the oxygen in the room himself. He spoke more than Robert Kennedy Jr. At one point on social media, I posted last night, will someone at Fox please tell Hannity to shut up and let Robert Kennedy speak? Nobody loves themselves in this entire universe like Hannity loves himself unless it's Geraldo. But when he did get a chance to talk, Kennedy talked about the decisions that come out of the White House and what's happened to the Democratic Party. The decisions that are coming out of the White House are bad decisions. Right. And, you know, they, uh, admit the Democratic Party does not censor people, in my experience. Um, we're not the party of war. We're not the party of the neocons dictating foreign policy. We're the party of the middle class, and we're the party of working people. And that's not where the party is anymore. 
it is not where the, the Democratic Party is. It's where the Republican Party is. He knows it. And as I've said 100,000 times, the Kennedy family itself would all be, well, not all of them, would be the, the big ones, him, his father, his uncle, not his uncle Ted, but his uncle John. They would all be Republicans today. Old man Kennedy, Joseph Kennedy, would be a Republican today. He had some ideas about Pence when this COVID pandemic came about, the plandemic. What Pence should have done as opposed to what Pence did do. And this really should be Pence's legacy, how he took COVID and turned it into a lying, disgusting trick perpetrated on the American public and the world. You know, they use the Internet in many, many ways, usually to censor doctors and physicians who are trying to say, hey, you know, I'm using a treatment a protocol that actually works. I'm using therapeutics that work. Those people are silenced. We should have done the opposite. We should have used the Internet that we now have this extraordinary resource to link ourselves to the 15 million frontline physicians around the world and have them report. What treatments were they using? What was working? We know now there were dozens and dozens of therapeutic drugs that were off-the-shelf drugs that obliterated. Are you talking about HCQ? Are you talking about ivermectin? Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, femtidivir, many, many, many others. Carpe diem, Robert Kennedy Jr. What were we saying on this show at the height of the COVID? That ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine work. I, myself, took ivermectin. I, myself, had the antibodies. Those worked as well. I didn't take hydroxychloroquine. President Trump did and sang its praises. And yet Neil Cavuto of Fox interrupted President Trump speaking at his daily news conference during COVID about the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine. And in fact, when he cut him off, came back to the studio and said what President Trump is saying will kill people. How does Neil Cavuto get a paycheck from any reputable television network, journalistic enterprise whatsoever? How? It's unfathomable to me that this guy is working. He blatantly lied to the American people, not knowing what he was talking about, because he had no idea. And then all of a sudden... He accuses a sitting president of trying to kill people. You're no doctor. What do you know? You're no doctor at all. And yet he still works. Robert F. Kennedy had some very interesting thoughts about Russia and Ukraine as well. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said that Ukraine and Russia agreed to a peace deal in this war. Zelensky came to the negotiating table, signed a new agreement that was the Minsk Accords too. In 2022, and that would have allowed Donbass to stay and Lugansk to stay to remain as part of of Ukraine. We said Putin signed it, Zelensky initialed it, and Putin, in good faith, began withdrawing troops from the Ukraine. What happened? We sent Boris Johnson over there to torpedo it because we don't want peace with. We want the war with Russia. What? Wow! Now that's strong. That's very strong. We sent Boris Johnson over to torpedo a peace agreement negotiated between Putin and Zelensky. The war was over. Why? 
according to Robert Kennedy Jr., because we want war with Russia. Why is it the Democrats always want these wars? They want them to continue. Speaking of wars, the United States women's soccer team is conducting a war with America. At the, le- at the bequest of the leadership of their team, Megan Rapino, with the exception of four or five of these women, none of them put their hand over their heart during the singing of the national anthem on Friday night's game. One, one was caught singing the anthem on camera as the camera panned the entire team. Megan Kelly noticed it. I know I mentioned it yesterday on the show. I noticed it. I thought maybe I was the only person that noticed it. Megan Kelly noticed it and it infuriated her. I really do believe their version of what a feminist is, what it means to be an empowered woman, at least as an American woman, means to hate your country. It means to go out on the national stage and embarrass yourself and your country by not singing the national anthem. And for several of them, not even holding their hands over their hearts when the national anthem played. That was a bridge too far. They couldn't be bothered to actually place their hand on their heart when the national anthem played as they stood out there representing you and me and the country and our military and people who have given their lives for the country that they represent. It was too much of an effort, you see, to place their hand over their heart or, God forbid, sing. Carpe diem to Megan Kelly. She's come full circle. I'm proud of her. She has literally come full circle. Did you see yesterday that Hildy uh, woke up and uh, in her typical angry state, she decided she would hate America and hate Republicans and blame Republicans for the heat that's enveloped part of the country during the hottest months of the year, the same months that have been hot for 200 years, August and July. She tweets out, hot enough for you? Thank a MAGA Republican. Or better yet, vote them out of office. What a bitter, angry person that is. Senator Mark Wayne Mullins responded to Hildy's latest insanity. You ignore her. Let her be irrelevant. Let her go off into the sunset, and hopefully we see her gradually fade away. And that's what I really wish she would do. Uh, I, I she's, she's completely irrelevant, and she's not in today's politics. She's still hung up that, that President Trump literally beat her, and she was expecting to be moving in and be the first uh, female president. Fortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, but I, you know, how do you, I tell, I tell people all the time, how do you argue with crazy? You don't. And that's what I, that's the category I put her in. <laughs> I, I tell this story all the time. A friend of mine who's a psychologist, I, I said to her one time, how the heck do you deal with crazy people? She said, well, you can't. She said, you know why? Because you're not crazy. You'll never understand crazy people. Who would ever understand Hillary Clinton? She's nuts. She's a lunatic. And she is so bitter and so angry. She hates Donald Trump so much, and he beat her ass. God, that's just its one of the greatest acts that God has ever performed in, this, in the history of mankind. Letting Donald Trump, of all people, beat her. She couldn't stand it. I'm surprised she didn't off herself, to be honest with you. I really am. Or maybe off Bill Clinton. It's unbelievable, really. Do you remember... Um, or not you remember, have you seen all of the theft taking place at different Walgreens where Walgreens is now having to lock up 
things like nail polish, fake eyelashes. They're putting them under lock and key because people are actually stealing those too. So CNN decided that they would recognize all of a sudden the crimes being committed in bigger cities. They went to San Francisco and did a piece on theft. And their conclusion was people are stealing nail polish and fake eyelashes because they're hungry. When you're seeing that level of retail theft, that tends to be subsistence level retail theft. People, people are, are hungry. People are hungry. <laughs> people who are hungry? What, what are you talking about? When did people start eating nail polish? If you had a chance to go steal some fruit from the grocery store, which is, by the way, not under lock and key, well, let's just say that was your thing. You're going to go steal some food. Nothing at the grocery store is under lock and key, but almost everything at Walgreens is, including nail polish and fake eyelashes. But according to CNN, it's a subsistence theft, which is okay with them. If you're hungry, go steal. But you don't eat nail polish. If you were stealing because you were hungry, you'd be taking some peaches and nectarines and plums from the Deerberg's produce section, wouldn't you? Chomp on a head of lettuce. Eat yourself a banana. Who decides that I think I'll try to break into a Walgreens locked counter and get nail polish to eat instead of going to the grocery store where it's wide open and not under lock and key and I can actually eat it. It's edible. Only CNN comes to a conclusion like that. No one else. And finally, this segment concludes with a government lesson from Heels Up Harris. You have the power to decide who goes to the United States Congress. And it is the United States Congress that will ultimately either do it or not do it. There you go. You have the power to go to the United States Congress, and it's the United States Congress that will, will either ultimately do it or not do it. Now, that is a fascinating concept. Thank you, Heels Up Harris. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? She's nuts, but it's a beautiful thing. Get your can of Monster Energy drink today, folks. Going to be a hot one. Going to be a hot one out there today. Ain't no doubt about it. And if you're not ready for it, you won't have that energy boost. You won't have that focus. You won't have that push, that boost. You won't have the most badass energy drink on the planet. You won't have Monster Energy drink. So unleash the beast in you today and tell the heat, come on, heat. Hilda Beast, we don't care what you think about the heat. You can call it a Republican thing. It's not, of course. But we don't care because we are going to beat the heat with Monster Energy Drink. Hey, I've often told you the story about Window World and their charitable arm, Window World Cares. They're having their huge trivia night coming up a week from Saturday where they will raise over $150,000, probably over $200,000. It's an amazing thing that Window World does, and they do it every year. But the rest of the year... They're taking care of your window needs like they did mine. And all you have to do is call them at 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. They'll come out to your house. They'll give you a free in-home estimate and prove to you how they're simply the best for less. That's what Window World does. They did that for me when hail broke through my windows. And now I have the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs getting ready to defend that title. But I have those windows. That's right. They're in my house. And guess what? I get a lifetime warranty like everybody else does. 
that covers all parts, glass, breakage, and labor. If I were Biden, I'd say, I'm not joking. I'm serious. Window World uses double-strength glass in their windows. That's why they can afford to give you that lifetime warranty. And they offer 18 months, same as cash financing with approved credit. Don't let the competition sneak into your life, because if you do, you're going to pay more for the same product. The, uh, the competition does not offer double-strength glass with no upcharge or not an extra charge. They will hit you for it. Window World will not. If you compare the same amount of windows, the same windows, Window World with the competition, the price for the same amount of those windows at Window World will be one-third of what you pay for the competition. We've done the work for you. Listeners have done it. One-third. It's pretty amazing. 314-993-1800. They'll come out to your house, give you that free in-home estimate. When we come back in the Monster Energy Drink, Window World, STL-Cars.com, Kings Court, we'll take your calls at 636-348-4460 right after this. are dropping their own crops for the day a friend is in need and they've come to help it's what this community a lot of our community stand for somebody needs some help you'll get it
We welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you. This is a Wednesday morning in the Monster Energy Drink Window World, SDL-Cars.com, Kings Court. We're glad you're along for the ride. Don't forget our Monster Energy Drink, SDL-Cars.com sports show will take place at noon right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com. Again, you can always hear the podcast right here on Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, Anchor, any place you find podcasts, you can hear it here. Our phone lines are open for you today, 636-348-4460, 348-4460. As if Biden isn't bad enough, now we find out that his dog is a savage beast. His German Shepherd commander, now this is the second German Shepherd he's had in the White House. The first one had to be sent out for biting people, and now this one has bitten 10 Secret Service agents. One Secret Service agent said if it was anybody else's dog, it would be put down. There are laws that govern how many bites a dog gets before it's taken away. It's usually the second bite. But after the fifth or sixth bite, one Secret Service agent had to be taken to the hospital. One day, the dog bit the same officer twice on the upper right arm and the thigh. That's the one who went to the hospital. I mean, we're talking about perhaps quarantining these officers for rabies because this dog keeps thinking that they're the afternoon treat. It's incredible. The officer had to use a steel cart to protect himself from another attack. I mean... If I'm a Secret Service agent, I'd shoot that dog. There ain't any doubt about it. You come attacking me, boom, you're gone. It's just like some, if a human being came at you like that, wouldn't you put them down? Damn right you would. Trying to maim you, trying to barbarically attack you, as Biden likes to say. Good morning, Dave. How are you this morning? Kevin, good morning. I apologize for calling two days in a row. A question I have for you, uh, do you make, and again, I'm not trying to get you personal, but it's just curiosity so we can put more money in your pocket. Do you make more money if we listen to your uh, the, the show off your website, or are you still doing good if we listen to a, one of the other various? Uh, uh, Makes no difference. Okay, okay, because I always try to listen on your website. Uh, I was trying to do a little bit of logical thinking, thinking, okay, if I listen on his website, more money in his pocket. But I was just curious no, about that. I mean, it's, it's, more, it's more people on the website. So it's more traffic to the website, so that's always a good thing, but it doesn't make me any money. Okay. But I appreciate I, that. I appreciate the thought. No, absolutely. Hey, uh, two other things, if I could, and I'll get, make them real quick. Uh, yeah, Walgreens have shut down three stores, Bates and Grand, Page and Union, Grand and, Grand and Gravely. And what's the one thing they all have in common? They're in crap areas in the city. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? stunning how the same yes, people it, are doing all this looting and, and violent crime, but Biden's talking about a barbaric crime that occurred 68 years ago. He hasn't mentioned any of that crime. He hasn't mentioned any of the murders going on in New York City or Detroit or Los Angeles or Chicago. He doesn't visit Chicago. Neither did Obama. Uh, this is Obama's hunting ground. That's where he, you know, would have been. That's his city, of Chicago. Aren't you going to go in there? And wouldn't some of those gang members Absolutely. at Kevin least up. listen to him, perhaps, because he was at the time a president and many considered him a black president? What a bag of, of manure. Kevin, if 
thing. I know you're not going to believe this because you've, you've a long you're, time. We met. You you're cutting out, Dave. I don't know what's going on there. You're cutting out, though. Yep. And we lost you. Can you hear me now, Kel? Yeah, you're cutting out, though. Why don't you uh, hang up and call back if you want? All right, bud. All right. Yeah. It's just too distracting. Too distracting. So the uh, getting back to the dog bites, the White House is claiming that somehow, and Dr. Jill is making this claim, of course, that somehow the dogs are in a unique and often stressful environment. Well, maybe that's true, but why didn't other presidents' dogs go around biting Secret Service men? Either, either that or get rid of the German Shepherd species that you have at the White House, because apparently it's not working. You're two for two, and the Secret Service agents are dropping like the Chinese are attacking them. So it, it might be time to switch dogs. All right, Dave is back with us. Hey, sorry about that. I don't know what happened. It's been lost cell service. Yeah, try a lab, try a Labrador. They're vicious. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a, 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 a yellow lab is a perfect dog. Hey. Well, there it goes again. I don't know what the problem is, Dave, but you're cutting out again. I'm sorry about that. So we'll try it again. Let's try it again another day. All right, we thanks, bud. Bye. Appreciate it. I don't know what's going on there. In a bad cell a location, no doubt. But I, I don't understand these these dog bites. Again, like I said, I wouldn't allow it. Would you Would you take that from a dog? I wouldn't take that from any dog. I love dogs, but I'm not going to let a dog chew me to pieces. Imagine having to fend off a dog at the White House with an, a steel cart, and you're there to protect a family. A district judge has allowed Bo Bergdahl to walk. Reggie Walton, the judge in Washington, D.C., he says that the military judge who presided over the court-martial failed to disclose that he had applied to the executive branch for a job as an immigration judge, creating a potential conflict of interest. Why would that be a conflict of interest? And when you say it, it potentially was a, a conflict of interest, to whom? Unbelievable. Their claim is that when President Trump criticized Bergdahl during the presidential campaign of 2016, that that criticism placed command influence on the judge. No, it didn't. Donald Trump wasn't president. That's the weakest of the weakest arguments I've ever heard in my life. Unbelievable. Judge Reggie Dalton, nice work. You should be stripped of your robe immediately. You're a disgrace to the judiciary. I don't know what your problem is. He was appointed by Bush. So he may not have been a liberal judge at that point, but he's probably a Trump hater. That would be the best guess as to why any judge would do something this absurd. This guy's a traitor, okay? There's nobody who wouldn't agree with that. He put fellow soldiers' lives at risk because he was a coward. In days gone by, he would have been shot at sunrise. But since we live in a candy-ass society now, instead of hanging or shooting a traitor, we have judges who let them walk free. Can you imagine the, the guys in that patrol unit right now? 
how pissed off they are? I mean, these liberals ask for violence to occur. They beg for this country to be divided and to be fighting each other. They beg for it. That's what liberals do. They hate this country with a passion reserved for the red-hot love affair. That's how much passion they devote toward hating this country. And really, I shouldn't say hating it, ruining it. Their passion is ruining the country. Because I hate what this country's become. I don't hate what it stood for at one time. It was the model for all human history. But because liberals have decided to ruin it, they live to ruin it every day. And this is what we end up getting. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? So they're hell-bent on it, and it's going to happen. LeBron James' son collapsed, if you haven't heard by now, you're probably living under a rock, collapsed at his practice yesterday for Southern Cal's basketball team. He had cardiac arrest. They, The medical staff of Southern Cal, obviously as good as it gets, kept him alive, got him into intensive care. He's been released from intensive care now. He's in stable condition. But doctors are questioning whether he'll be able to resume his basketball career. And more importantly than that, apparently this young man, 18 years old, was vaccinated against COVID. Now that's shocking because so many people in the black community said, "Uh uh-uh, you're not coming near us. And they were smart. But LeBron James said that he got the COVID vaccine Despite his initial skepticism, I felt like it was best suited for not only me, but my family. Well, why would you do what your dad says when it comes to getting a vaccine? If my dad told me when I was 18 years old, hey, we're going to vaccinate you, I would have said, what for? You know, unless you plan on kicking me out of the house, if I don't capitulate, I'm not getting it. But this kid did. Can anyone convince you that it's not connected? A robust, healthy, 18-year-old basketball player in tip-top physical shape has a cardiac event? I would hate to live with the guilt that you would think LeBron James would possess if it's revealed that that was from the vaccination. It doesn't have any other rational explanation. We can sit here and deny it all we want. We can say, well, there's not enough data. But what else could have caused it? I'd like to hear from the doctors. I mean, there isn't any question that his career is over if this kind of thing is caused by strenuous physical exercise. And if the COVID vaccine had anything to do with causing that, it's over too. You can't go out there and play when that's the case. So we wish him well. We pray for LeBron James's son to have a full, complete recovery, and I hope and pray that he can continue his basketball life because at 18 years old, that would be a devastating blow. That's going to wrap us up for today, folks. Our Monster Energy drink 
STL-Cars.com sports show will be here at noon today. Uh, so we'll join you then, and hopefully you'll be there with us again. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.